0: I have this perspective that the body is an amazing healing machine if we're able to get out of our own way and listen to its signals. Now, one of the most direct ways I know to do that and a technique that I've used in various forms in my private practice and in my life is to have a conversation with the body, to literally talk to the body, to the parts of the body that are giving you signals or showing symptoms and let that natural body wisdom flow. Now, Time and again, I've seen how healing this can be, so in today's episode, I thought I'd share with you how to have a conversation with your body for healing. I'm going to give you my best 10 tips for mind-body dialogue, so you can understand the process, know how to do it, and hopefully bring yourself some physical release. Let's do it. Welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast with me, Joel Young. If you're looking to improve your life, to heal, to grow, and mature as an individual, but maybe you found that some of the personal development and consciousness stuff has given you the impression that you need to be super serious and vigilant to get anywhere meaningful, or feeling like maybe you're just not up to snuff, Well, this show is here to remind you of your humanity and in fact that that's where your true joy and brilliance lies. With over 25 years of experience in the transformation biz and having developed MPA, one of the world's simplest pressure-free approaches to growth and well-being, if I do say so myself, I'll be sharing tips, steps and insights that'll help you navigate all the aspects of life as a growth-seeking being. On this show, it comes to you with a good dose of humour, maybe a smattering of colourful language, a reminder not to take things so personally, and most importantly, to be kind to yourself along the way. Make sure you hit that follow button, and let's get into it. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast with me, Joel Young. I'm so delighted that you're here. We are at episode 103 we started season two at 100 that's season two episode 103 uh that means that if you'd like to see the show notes and i will list out my top 10 tips in the show notes you can go to www.babrillianthuman.com/slash slash 103 that's just the let that's not the letters it's not words it's the numbers that's what i'm trying to say the numbers <laughs> good start joel <laughs> so wow uh this topic I think I'm surprised it's taken me this long to talk about this topic, to be honest, but I thought when it came to me to do this today, I thought, blimey, have I not talked about body dialogue before? Um, it's a fantastic way to work with the body to, to, as I said in the intro, to get access to the, the body's natural wisdom. I think there's so much that can be gained in terms of our sort of our natural ability for our bodies to heal when we kind of find a way that our mind and our body can work together. So in a way, I want this to be quite a practical episode. And we're going to go pretty much after this little intro, we're going to go into the practical steps. Um, but I want to say what I'm doing here is is this isn't an official training. <laughs> it's kind of a training, but it's not an official training. It's just my ideas, my perspectives. And because in this wonderful legal world or in the realm of physical healing i need to give you a disclaimer you know i'm not promising this will work and you know make sure that you make your own decision to do what you do i'm not liable for any of that stuff you know all that legal stuff so i think i, I think i've said enough anyway about that <laughs> but truly it's like something my intention here is that i want to make it it possible for you to play with it or at least open your mind if you haven't heard of this before to what's possible Um, you know it's something where I do recommend you know if you're in the thick of something then there are plenty of people on the planet that can give you expert help who've had training in this kind of thing and honestly there's many different versions Uh, I think there's one called body dialogue therapy which is like the most direct name for it Uh, I grew up in in the world of the journey method and we use a lot of body dialogue techniques within that methodology. Within MPA, MPA being non-personal awareness, if you're brand new, you're going, what's MPA? I came up with this methodology back in 2007 called MPA. It's a simple way to stop taking things personally and so much more. And it can be used very effectively in the context of talking to the body because it helps let go of the yucky stuff and let in the yummy stuff From the body's perspective which is very very powerful so you know it's a good idea to get some support or some expert help with someone like me because I'm wonderful I've got a thriving one-to-one practice that I've been doing for what nearly 25 years now Um, so you can reach out by the way I should drop the URL for that which is if you're curious about working with me one-on-one and specifically want to do body dialoguing although there's many things that we can do you can go to joelyoungmpa.com slash sessions and find out all the details there but really my intention today is to help you find a way to get a deeper connection to your body so you can participate in your natural healing so these 10 tips i've kind of broken them down into logical sections so one to four is going to be really about the setup i want to offer you some mindsets if you like or, or ways of approaching it because I think that's so important it's often missed in these kind of you know the seven steps to whatever the hell it is <laughs> is is there, there are some important foundational mindsets that are going to make all the difference then in steps five to seven we'll get get into the conversation itself you know how to some of the things that I think are really important in terms of how to run that conversation and then the tips eight to ten Uh, are your extra credit section. (laughs) I'm going to offer some perspectives on some extra frills that you can include. Maybe look at some of the nuances or things that can happen in the context of that conversation. So without further ado, my wonderful listener, uh, let's dive into it. All right. All right. So before we get into tip number one, it's probably worth sort of laying the ground a bit about what well, am I actually talking about? Having a conversation with the body. It's like, what's what's the sort of underlying, I guess, attitude or approach that comes with this? I mean, it is literally having a conversation, but it is one of those things as we go through it where I'm going to be asking you to make a leap of imagination or to use your creativity or your your sort of natural insight. Uh, so the premise is that you, I mean, you have to kind of play the game of or make the assumption that you know you can actually talk to your body you literally can have a conversation and it can respond so there's a couple of things I'll I'll go into about that but that's the basic idea so the sort of situations if you've got some kind of um some kind of say a back issue I've recently had a back issue um and one of the things that prompted prompted me to do this episode was that you know I got together I regularly have meetings with um some of the, the staff that do the work with the MPA Mastery, the practitioner training with me, they're also trained as MPA teachers. And we have sort of regular just support calls I'm saying, oh, my, my bloody back's gone. And of course, they pin me down and go, let's let's do some body dialoguing, some MPA, and stuff like that. So if you've got something that happens, whether it's an accident that, that, that happens, uh, that, that then creates a body issue, you can do it in that situation um if it's a chronic condition you can you can go into that part of the body and and have a conversation and see what the next steps are um even if you've got a cold there's a lot of colds around at the moment so you know people say, oh it's terrible two week cold my my girlfriend's had uh was down for about a couple of weeks with that with that cold um you know these things can be helped to pass quicker or at least be eased if you do some body dialoguing which reminds me i didn't do that with her which was a bit remiss of me but there we go <laughs> we did some other stuff recently but there we are i digress so there's different situations where it can come up whatever comes up with you if you've got i don't know fungal toes have a conversation with your toes or even with the fungus but i digress again so there's different situations but it's basically a leap of imagination to sort of go okay um imagine i could have a conversation what would that look like so there we are so my first tip, tip number one, is to give it your focus. So what do I mean by that? I mean, I think it's important to to give it the attention it's due or can certainly be supportive. Now, I'm not saying you can't sort of eyes open, you know, walking along the street, in your mind, go and have a conversation with your body. That is absolutely possible, but it's certainly an advanced move. Um, in the beginning, I would consider taking or sort of blocking some time off um you know it doesn't need to be a a big long drawn out thing although you can take the time with it but literally you know take time sit down um do whatever it feels that that will make you feel good maybe light a candle whatever your whatever your jam is really that sets the scene it says this is a specific segment of time that i'm going to dedicate my attention to this conversation with the body you know and turn your phone off for crying out loud you know put facebook down (laughs) all those sort of things and just give it your due. Now for a lot of people closing their eyes to do this can be really really helpful. Again it's not like you have to. My general thing is like whatever it works for you in terms of um, carving out some specific time to do this is a really good setup. Number two is to keep it simple. So there are lots of modalities and ways that set up all sorts of ritualistic ways of doing this or go into great depth and detail. And I'm not knocking that as the more you practice it, you can bring in some of these things. I'm certainly going to invite sort of share some of the ones that I know and love, um, you know, at the back end of these tips. But I think a general principle of keeping it really simple uh, it is the most powerful thing to do. I mean, I, th- I think it's really, it's, it's one of my, uh, uh, I guess my my approaches to life is to keep things as simple as possible. And in this context, what I mean by that is like, um, in terms of having a conversation with your body, it's like, so I've got a knee issue. So you could say, oh, well, I'll just, I mean, one of the, the journey work that I did for years and years, you know, went through a whole, Um, set up process of walking down some stairs and sort of getting into a little um, spaceship inside your body and letting you take you where it wanted to go and there's there's good reasons for that I'm I'm certainly not knocking that but I think it's just good sometimes to keep it simple I've got a knee issue right close my eyes go to my knee (laughs) go to my knee and just put my attention on it And you can do things where, you know, you might visualize what it looks like. That can be really useful. That's a good part of it. Um, But just to keep it really, really simple and playful. Um, Number three is when we get into the dialogue part of it, you're kind of doing that thing where we can can get into kind of this mode. (laughs) I am now talking to my body. It's like I'm now a presenter on the BBC. (laughs) I'm going to go into BBC presenter mode. It's like this is you talking to you, so be conversational. It's like if if you bring kind of this this heaviness, you know, this this kind of oh, you know, and you put all the pressure on. I put my body, and I've got to get it right so that you know uh, I can heal this thing. That to me is a counterproductive energy to go into the conversation with. If you keep it light, it's like, hey, me, <laughs> how's it going? Hi, Joel so i really love to have a conversation with you about what's going on and maybe we can work together to sort this out okay says the knee you know it's conversational the more you can sort of just allow it to be that simple the more free flowing the energy is and the more available i found the more available you are to sort of be open to the conversation that needs to be had that will help you to shift the energy or take the actions that need to be taken you know, all that kind of lovely stuff that you're going there to do. So be conversational and, and keep it light. And the fourth one, um the fourth tip really, in the kind of the setup section that I want to talk about, is is you can use personification. Now you don't have to use personification and I could be potentially straying away from the keep it simple one. But I love the idea of personification. It's it's what that is, in case you don't know what personification means. It's basically imagining that the the body part that you're talking to has the attributes of a person. This is how you can get to the point where, you know, if you go, well, I'm supposed to have a conversation with my knee, but my knee can't talk. <laughs> That's where we use a device of personification. You imagine that it has those attributes. It can have feelings, it can have it has its own intentions. It has its own consciousness. Um, so you can have that dialogue. And it is a leap of imagination. But in a sense, isn't that what we do in conversations anyway? It's like we're all just living in a bath of energy, <laughs> energy emitters. And we use our our imagination in a sense. Our, our our imagination is what gives us our sense of reality to create translations of that energy. And it comes out as words and all those kind of things. So if you can play with, with personification... Uh, I mean, you don't literally have to make, you know, my, my knee has now got the shape of a human being. I'm talking about just having those attributes. Because in a sense, the way that the body dialogue idea works is that the, the energy of a part of you tends to gravitate to a certain body part. Or the impact of certain energetic, behavioral, emotional patterns or issues tend to show up in a certain part of the body. The, 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 the underlying secret and why it is a leap of imagination here is that what you're really doing is you're having a conversation with yourself to discover what are the things that are showing up uh, pattern-wise, behavior-wise, emotion-wise that are related to or showing up in your body in a certain way. So that's why I love the use of personification. So that's the ground thing. Let me just sum up. When I sum up each section as we go through, so firstly, give it your focus. You know, make sure you carve out some time for it. Keep it simple as much as you can. You know, just simply go there to the body part to begin the conversation. Be conversational about it. You know, be like, "All right, mate, how you doing?" Or whatever your thing is. I mean, if that's not you, don't don't do me. <laughs> do you? And keep it light. You know, I mean, you can you can you can hit strong emotions at times, or you can go deep into issues. Do you know what I'm talking do you understand what I'm talking about? It's like you can keep it light even though you're dealing with sometimes some heavy shit, you can be light about that. And finally number four was to use personification. Just you just have to sort of agree <laughs> just agree with me. <laughs> that you can give effectively your knee, your liver, you know, your back the, the ability to have those qualities of a human being. All right, so then let's go into the conversation itself. Okay, so again, before I go into the tips themselves here, um, a little bit of setup. So the the premise is you're going to have a conversation. Now, maybe you don't need to set anything up in your mind, but it may be helpful to do so. So again, I said keep it simple, but it can be useful to, to imagine the scene. Different ways you can do that is you can you can sort of imagine what it looks like. So let's use the knee because I happen to go there. Um, You know, as I go, I'm just going to go there and then it might be helpful to sort of see what it looks like, you know, what does it look like in there? And you might see it symbolically, you might see it like, you know, sort of an anatomical way. It doesn't really matter, but it can be helpful to set the scene. And for some people in order to have a conversation, um, you know, it might be that that you like to have a, a setting for the conversation. So in the journey method, we would use a campfire. We'd imagine the campfire and its nature was pure, unconditional love. And it, w- it was a way to set the scene or is a way when, when people who still practice the journey method, um, that's setting the scene. But I've also, there's other techniques that might use a boardroom. So if you're, you know, if you're a business person, maybe it's more like we're going to sit in the boardroom and have that conversation, you know, negotiate the deal. <laughs> if that suits you all, you can set that scene. Or you can just sort of see what happens and let it come naturally, um, but in that it really is—it's a, a, a two-part conversation. You, so you've got to kind of imagine yourself there, the body part there in some form, and just literally have that conversation. So getting to the my my tips on that is so we are number five. Tip number five is to be open. So what I mean by that, so. In a sense, you know, and if you listen to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I bang on about this a lot because it's core to MPA and non-personal awareness, which is to drop the dogma and drop any agenda. Now, it may seem like a crazy thing to say, well, I'm going in there because I want to heal my body. Yes, I understand that. And that is, in a sense, an agenda. But what I'm talking about here is it's like, like an intention or a prayer. Think of it more as an exploration. You know, it is a conversation. If you go into a conversation with with a friend and you've got a really strong agenda, you don't really care what they're going to say. You just want to get your thing. <laughs> you got to get. You want to get your thing done. I mean, for the most part, that's not the best of conversations, is it? Let's face it. Or at least, or at least, you're kind of blinkered um, to any input that they may have. It's really about you and you getting what you think is best out of it. Whereas those conversations where you go and you sit with a friend and you're just exploring where it goes and you can uh, travel all sorts of different places you didn't expect and understand and get greater connection and come away from it feeling more connected, uh, more alive normally. and, And like, you know, that's a joyful experience. So that's kind of the approach I'm asking you to take with your body, even if you're sick, even if you've got something going on, it's like you're going to go and have this conversation in an open way. Now, one of the ways that I see that sort of a lack of openness or an agenda can come in is the dogma. And one of the biggest dogmas is if you've come across any kind of body healing maps. First one I ever came across right at the very beginning of my journey into this world was was Louise Hay. And she published this book called The Little Blue Book. And it would list out the different physical conditions and then what they were about according to her and her experience and then then there were affirmations that you would need prescriptive affirmations to do if you had that condition now again to be absolutely clear I love that book and I love going to it and it's always interesting but I never take it as slavish dogma it's like oh that's interesting because most of these maps and there's all sorts of maps about you know what issues and you know your liver is to do with anger is my kind of go-to one well you know, the reason that's there is because for a lot of people, they found that to be true. But if you take that on as that's how it is, you're being, you know, dogmatic and a slave to the map. And that is not being open. Openness is I'm open to that, but, you know, let's explore because there are occasions where it's not directly what that is. So that's the invitation to you, really, as you go into the conversation to be open. And also don't dismiss things because <laughs> sometimes the body will tell you stuff and like that. Well, that's got nothing to do with it, you know, or, well, that's not a big issue. But it's a bit like working with children. I have I used to have a big bee in my bonnet about people who'd work with children and treat them like they were adults. And especially in emotional work where what's what's a big issue for a child seems inconsequential inter- to someone who's been for their most of their adult life digging through trauma and all sorts, you know, and. You know, then they project that onto the child, whereas the child and try and get them to go deeper and you know feel more. And it's just like the child's like, ah, oh, it's too much. Um, <laughs> but I, we can do that with the body as well. The body, in some ways, you know, yes, it may reveal the deep, dark secrets of your past, um, but it, you know, it might just be a simple thing. You know, so let it. Don't dismiss anything. Just be real. Again, the whole thing here is to be really, really open um and you know maps are great but but kind of put them on the shelf for the time you're having this dialogue and just like you would with a friend just be open and go well what's you know what's going on to talk to me talk i'm open i'm happy to listen which brings us to number six which is listen <laughs> number six is listen receive you know it's like Again, I'm going to use that analogy of sitting down in a conversation with a friend. You know what it's like if you're with a friend who just isn't listening to you? How open are you to sharing what's really going on for you when you feel the person on the other side of the table is not listening to you? Not very is mostly my experience. Um, so if you're really available to listen, to really receive what's coming, then that is one of the most powerful things you can go into it with. Now it may be that the conversation comes up in like language but it may show up as emotion it may it may be that memories show up um or just a description of a specific experience either recently or in the past or maybe it's fears about the future so again in in the listening part of this it's it's really about again it's it dovetails to the be open aspect which is be open to what it wants to share In fact, that's probably a good way to say it is like if you've got that sponsoring energy in you that says, you know, I'm really open to hearing what you want to share with me right now and then really receive what comes your way. That's like my top, (laughs) top tip. Number six, listen, be really open to what you're hearing, because sometimes what can happen is in sort of going back to the dismissal thing is you kind of part part of listening is you've got to be humble enough to listen you know and open enough to listen because sometimes your body might say things that you don't particularly want to hear that's where the dismissal comes in Um, that that means you're not really hearing what it's telling you you don't want to hear So all sort of dovetails in together and then number seven is is respond you know it's important again part of a conversation is not just listening but responding So that's why I call it a conversation. There can be a back and forth. You know, it might, it might, now go back to the knee as an example. I'll try and think of an imaginary example. What does the knee want to say? Um, It might say, you know, stop jogging. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, but I love jogging. (laughs) I don't love jogging, by the way. Uh, And you might go, well, okay, well, you know, I hear you. And maybe it's like, but but I really love jogging. Now Now we're in a dynamic of a conversation where you've got the parts of you that are maybe in conflict. Your knee, from its perspective at the beginning of the conversation, is the problem is the jogging. But if you unfold the conversation, then you're in a place where, you know, where you can seek a solution that works for all parts of you. So maybe then in that conversation, if you respond and go, look, I really hear you and I really want to help. But I, you know, I, giving up jogging sounds like hell for me. What can we do? Then you're in a place where go, well, it's not as so much as the jogging. It's just that, you know, uh, you know, it, it, it hurts when we do it, such and such. And you'll get the information. Um, or maybe it's not the jogging. It's that, you know, don't run when you're on a, you know, when you're feeling miserable. <laughs> it peps me up. Yeah, but there's certain things. I mean, I don't know what the, comics. I haven't got knee issues. But I don't know what the, the things would be. But my point here, in my rambling way, is to say when you're open and, and you respond, it, you're able to be you in response. Then you get a chance to explore the different dynamics that are going on. And other ways in terms of re- response is to be empathetic. So be solution focused, but also be empathetic. Again, let's go back to that having a coffee with a friend, you know, in, in a coffee shop. Um, you know, when they when they say, you know, they might be, you know, in part of your mind sort of bitching about something. <laughs> but for the most part, if it's a good friend, we'll have some sympathy, some understanding. We can empathize with them and then maybe move on to the solution focused stuff afterwards. Once you've heard you know, once they had a chance to get it off their chest, what's going on? And they might know that they're just being unconsciously spewing the stuff. And they probably part of them knows that they, they could probably think about it more positively. But until that emotional charge has been kind of heard and received, um, they're not really in a place to then move into the solutions. And that's true of your body as well. It's like it, it, it often needs to have its say to sort of express itself first and be heard as we all do heard accepted validated all those kind of good communication skills and so you can apply them as part of your response so that's kind of the inner part of of the respond and the outer part of it is there may be specific actions that your body's asking you to take so again we sort of covered that a bit in terms of like with that rather rather dramatic one of stop jogging Um, but oftentimes it's, it's simple things it might be like drink more water or um, there might be practical things the body asks you to do, and if you're really open to hearing it, that can be really powerful. And then, you know, you can have a conversation. about okay, well, I I hear you, and um, I'm willing to maybe make sure I drink a glass of water in the morning or the evening or whatever whatever the suggestion is. Um, you know, so then you're responding by action, because that's important too. Is that you you take what comes in the dialogue, and if there are sort of external, and there aren't always, honestly, um, external actions you need to take. And a lot of those, if you resolve a lot of the emotional or um, or energetic stuff that's that's sort of held in the body, you know, actions, behaviors change often by themselves. There are definitely times where the body sort of might, might suggest certain changes of behavior. Um, and it's good to find a way where you can do, you know, commit somewhat to doing that. Again, I, I've been talking the last two episodes about commitment, the power of commitment, certainly last episode. And I mentioned micro commitments. That's one way that you can um, you know you you can sort of do that thing of where you take some action to support the conversation you've had in a way that is genuinely doable and doesn't end up with you kind of collapsing and, and then not honoring the, the body in that way so the conversation overall and these sort of you know tips five six and seven fundamentally it's the, the most important thing is to be open and then let it be a sort of listen and respond. You've got to genuinely listen. You can't fake that stuff. <laughs> and, and you can't fake the openness either. Try and drop the drop the dogma as much as you can. Um, you know, any uh, maps or ideas you've brought from other other places. And then be mindful in your response to be sort of solution focused, empathetic. And, you know, follow through on those actions. If you agree with your body... Um, to take certain actions then do your best to keep to that commitment and again it's true of all of us we are human this is a be a brilliant human show sometimes you can have the best intentions to keep to the commitments and you might fall off the wagon Um, you know it's okay to then sort of go okay whoops and then come back and just recommit and start again all right so let's move into some of the nuances of it so in these last three tips um, I'm going to introduce some other things I guess that can come up and give you some ideas about uh, what you can do with those and also want to give you a couple of examples um, so that you can get an idea of the sort of things that that might happen within a dialogue. So number eight, tip number eight is to honour the resistances and work through them. So I sort of touched on this in the last section. But I wanted to bring them up specifically because sometimes you'll find within the dialogue that there will be, you know, it's, again, going back to my sort of parallel idea of having a conversation with, with a friend in a coffee shop. Sometimes they might make a suggestion and you find your resistance has come up and, and you can't sort of <laughs> you can't sort of fake when well, you can fake your way through it. But everyone knows the bullshit that's happening. But whether you're working with your body to heal, it's like you you have to honor those resistances. And it's not like you're a failure if you've got resistance to some suggestion or idea that the body makes or vice versa. It's just that there's an invitation there to sort of work with them. And again, I kind of did give that example before of like, you know, with the resistance when I talked about the jogging, you know, but I love jogging. I don't want to give up jogging. But by honoring it, then you're continuing to be open in that conversation. And there can be all sorts of different ways that resistances can come up. But in any case, say, for example, it can be a resistance to feeling or empathizing with what the body part is bringing to you. And again, if you can just keep the conversation flowing and say, uh, you know, you can literally say, I don't know if I'm ready to feel that yet. At least you can work and start moving forward. And I'm not saying, by the way, you need to force it or fake it in any way it's one thing that can happen if that comes up you know like the body starts to say well what's happening in my body is i've got stored some shame from the past or some you know maybe it's it's hate or anger uh, emotion that you really don't like to feel um yeah it'd be good if you can then really acknowledge it and let yourself feel that but it's okay to go at your own pace and say well i'm not quite ready for that but maybe we can take one small step Because even just one small step, even just acknowledging that it's there, giving it some time, you know, giving it a break, going back again, maybe next week and, you know, having another conversation, letting it sort of percolate through your system is perfectly okay. But that takes honoring the resistances and allowing yourself to sort of go through things in a way that works for you. It's it's really just being real with yourself. So tip number nine is is to to use the tools that you have if you have tools at your disposal, then use them in the context of the dialogue. So obviously for me as Mr MPA, MPA is my go-to tool these days for working within the context of a dialogue. So within a dialogue you know um, there are things that come out in MPA if you don't know about MPA again you can go download the sheet, the free sheet there's the link is at the end of this Um, the end of every episode now Um, but you can go to mpa4.me slash mpa sheet you can go to joelongmpa.com or the mpaacademy.com you know you'll find a way to download the sheet so you can get access to the tool but it's it's powerful when in a conversation what you're doing is is you're naturally providing expressions from which you can find the the keywords or the cookie cutters as we call them in the mpa And do MPA on the spot, because MPA itself is a fabulous facilitator of allowing things to flow, allowing conversations to flow, or to literally just let go of the issues that come up in the moment. So that's what we were doing. I mentioned that my back went, and that was part of the inspiration. And I had that sort of that regular meeting with the MPA teachers. And what came out of that is, is that because I was like, oh, my back's gone. (laughs) And in the in the dialogue and conversation, what came up was this sense of sort of really leaning forward. I mean literally, um, in the last week or so i was sort of at the beginning of the week I was like stooping or walking around like an eight year old, I say. <laughs> you know, stooped over. Oh, it was like sort of very strong back pain. Um and the whole idea of leaning forward became a cookie cutter I did some MPA with A with. and, and then I got the realisation from doing that. That it was really because this year's been um insane for me in in wonderful ways really really good ways been I've had a lot of intent to get a lot of things out there and done we started running the the NPMR through the practitioners program and I'm running that again in starting February um and for the most part I I've, I've been pretty good at sort of really bringing fun and joy into my work I love my work but. I think over this year, what, what it came to me was that I'd kind of started to go into that leaning forward. So rather than sort of just taking it easy, um, I'd kind of got on the, on the sort of treadmill or the, the kind of pushing myself for certain outcomes you know, against all of my usual advice. But again, I'm human. <laughs> um, and that showed up in my body. So from that realization, I was able to do an MPA on lean forward. And then what came was a, because often with MPA, you can do a letting go uh, issue just to let go of that idea of leaning forward. And then what came as a thing to to sort of step into was to stand tall and easy. So those are the words that came out in that conversation. I used MPA to really help me embody them. And straight after that call, my back eased up a lot. So that's an example of, of using MPA in the context of the conversation. But if you have access to to emotional work, so or memory work, so there's a lot of stuff in NLP, for example, the Journey Method used a lot of memory work. And a memory comes up. If you've got those tools, you can just within the context of um, the dialogue, you can just do what it takes to help resolve the issues with memory work or emotion. Um, you know, if you know EFT, you know you can do some tapping in the context of the conversation. You know, if, if there's another one I, I've heard of called the Compassion Key. Um, you can use the compassion key, whatever the tools are you have at your disposal, you know, really go ahead and use them in the context of the conversation if it helps and it's there to do so. All right, number ten is multiple issues <laughs> or layers. Sometimes you'll find that the first part of the conversation um, isn't necessarily what you end up getting to, and this is part of being open. So an example of that was uh, I had a client recently, she'd broken her wrist and um, in the session we were doing some body dialoguing with the wrist to find out what was going on. Now initially uh, it was an accident so we sort of looked at what caused the accident and, and, and what was happening there but as the conversation unfolded it became apparent that there was something else going on that was kind of underneath the, the initial things that were showing as a result of the accident. And what we got down to was was that there was a sense of, well, the message that was given, and often you'll find the body gives you a message or a lesson, was that it's okay to say no under pressure. And in a way, you know, and I love like looking at it symbolically, it was like she was sort of handcuffed by duty, and hence it showed up in her wrist. That's just me playing with the symbology of it. Um... But in a sense, what she got out of it was that sense of, you know, it's okay to say no. And when she got it and the dialogue unfolded, she was able to say what needed to be said. And and the conversation was a very healing conversation. At the end of the session, she was like, oh, wow, well, you know, it's, it, there's no pain in that wrist. She had a cast on or she has a cast on. So it was only a couple of days ago. Um, you know, and but from that, she felt like, oh, suddenly the pain had gone. There'd been that sense of relief. And I'll see that time and time again. I'm not saying that it won't sort of over time still have some healing pain. I don't know. I haven't checked back in with her. Um, but time and again, when you get the message, the healing can happen really, really quickly. In fact, I'm going to talk next week. I'll give you a quick heads up. Next week, we're going to do an episode um, about using this kind of dialoguing approach as preventative, an preventative approach to things, but also a support to when um, when you go into surgery or into any kind of physically stressful condition because it's incredibly powerful how that can benefit that's a quick preview of, of next week um but that's that's an example where you know it seemed to be one thing to directly related to the accident initially but with a bit of a deeper conversation we found that was something deeper and a bigger lesson so it's okay if it starts off and you think that's a bit weird but be open to there being multiple issues perhaps stored in the body and that can come up within a single dialogue, or you may find, and this is, can be especially true if there are ongoing or long-term issues that seem to return, it may be that that part of your body is a place that will be a signal for you in general when something is going on in your life and it just is asking you to come and ask it. It's like, you know, your, your recurring hip issue becomes your your guru, you know? <laughs> when you're fully aligned, you know, generally it's not a problem. It goes out and you go, okay, let me tell you what's happening and where you need to come back into alignment Um, can be. So there can be sort of multiple issues that relate to the same body part, which comes back to the dogma. I don't have the dogma of, oh, it's that thing again, so it's going to be the same issue. It may be, but it might not be. It might be something else. All right, so quick wrap up then. Firstly, uh, let me know, do you have experience of this? body dialoguing is it something like a revelation if you've got any questions you can ask me those questions in all the usual places if you're watching this on youtube it's easy after you hit the subscribe button to leave me a comment um on podcasts, you are probably get there's not really a place on podcast for comments are there but there is a place on the website you can go to the website www.beabrillionhuman.com and hit the leave me a message button you can leave me a voice message Or you can find me on social media for the most part, like Instagram. It's at Joel Young MPA. You can find me at MPA Rocks on Facebook. There's always a post for each of these episodes. Find the post and just leave a comment. Let me know what was your experience of this. Um, So, quick summary of my top 10 tips one, give it your focus. Two, keep it simple. Just go there, keep it easy. Number three, be conversational, keep it light. Uh, you can use personification that's number four Uh, just take that leap of imagination that your body can have the ability to have emotions and conversations and talk and all that stuff in the conversation tip number five be open drop your agenda and maps don't dismiss things six and seven listen and respond i mean really listen (laughs) be empathetic you know and take actions as necessary and then eight, you know, you've got to honor your resistances if they show up and have that kind of solution focus of let's just work through them. Don't force the pace. You know, Small step by small step is always way better than trying to force yourself and then snapping. You can Go right back to, I think it's episode three, um, which is my five step blueprint. I, I'll have to double check if it's the right episode, but I will link it in the show notes. I'll, put, I'll remember to put that one in. So you can, you can have a listen to that, which goes through why taking it step by step is such a powerful thing. Number nine, be playful, use tools. If you've got tools like MPA or memory work or NLP or EFT or other modalities that, that, that come up to, that are a natural fit to use in the midst of the conversation, go ahead and do it. And finally, number 10, multiple issues. There may be multiple things that are hanging out in a particular body issue, different facets maybe, that have conspired to um, to create the symptom. Um, so be open to, to there being multiple issues and, and kind of just be cool with that. it Maybe you go back over a number of sessions or it may be that you uh, you deal with it in one conversation but are open to it sort of going a bit left field. That's all cool. So that's it for me today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I say next week we are going to talk about using this in a kind of... Um, pre-physical um what am I trying to say here well preventatively really and also as a support to your body um this is something I've done a lot of work with uh in situations like surgery and other sort of potentially physical stressful conditions where talking to your body is a wonderfully powerful and very supportive thing that's it for me today big hugs to you all and I will see you next time Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, I'd love you to do me a solid and tell someone about it. They can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms. Plus, if you visit the website, www.babringhuman.com, you can share the show notes to social media and make my day also make sure you hit that follow button and if you haven't yet downloaded the mpa process sheet head on over to joelyoungmpa.com and get your free copy today big love and see you next time